I mean, so far, the show's been pretty mild. What have we done to get them worked up into a frenzy? Or have they been doing things at home to get themselves worked up into a frenzy? That's the question. And don't look outside your window now, but the guy in the yellow raincoat is Tom Fiedler. I want to get you panicky, folks. Kendall, hello. Hey, how you doing? Okay. Okay, hi, Neil. I've been listening to your show for a long time. never had a chance to talk to you, but uh, I've been following this, uh, this whole thing that you do with a great deal of interest. Who brought up the six-pack issue anyway? I just tuned in, and uh, I've had a couple of six-packs myself, but... Uh... <laughs> oh, seriously, no, 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 no kidding. No, Glenn had some people on this morning talking about beer. Oh, oh who's, who was talking about that? Oh, uh, anyway, uh, I've been following... Well, not, you uh, have had a couple of six-packs. I think it's something you said on your news break was really... Uh, it really it really struck me funny. It was like uh, 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 President Reagan is warning Jim Case, uh, uh, Casey dying, right? I bet you they're, they are... Definitely relieved that the guy died because uh, President Reagan has uh, William Casey's brain now. Oh, William Casey. The other thing is, they're cl they're glad that he died because they, uh, half the half the uh, uh, that was going on with the Iran thing, I guess that went to the grave with him, you know. And uh, I, you know, I, I bet you they wish Ollie North died too, you know. Right? Ollie North. Oh yeah, Ollie North. Yeah, sure. If he died too, I guess that would make the whole thing. It would cover. It would cover their whole thing. But hey, guy, you gotta testify in front of an angry Senate subcommittee, and that can really make you sweat. So you need the cologne especially formulated to cover that distinctive stench of guilt. You're testifying, but you're caught lying. You're wearing. Splash it on, Ollie, the covert cologne named for the guy who started it all. I'm Lieutenant Colonel Oliver North, and there's nothing I'd rather do than tell you how great my new cologne is. Uh, but I must regretfully and respectfully decline to comment on advice of my attorney. You're the guy on the spot, Ollie. You're the one who got caught, Ollie. Ronald Reagan has kissed you off. You're the scapegoat, Ollie. This time, divert your funds and take the fifth of Ollie. New from Cover Up Cosmetics. 1109 at WINZ. Neil Rogers with you till 2. Ernie Sochin is going to be along with Saturday morning or Saturday afternoon services from 2 to 7 this afternoon. And of course, in the noon hour, I can't wait for this. How do we know who we're going to be talking to? Daffy is over there with Motec and Ernie. And who else? Ron Harrison is over there too? A whole bunch of Paskunyaks are over there at the Diplomat Mall in honor of Mother's Day weekend. And I guess Ernie is going to be calling in. That ought to be really good. So let's rub our mezuzahs together. When Ernie calls in, it's going to be real exciting. Miami, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes. Yeah, hi. Uh, my name is Bob. My first time caller. Yeah, Bob. How you doing? Okay, Neil. Uh, I heard you before discussing uh, uh, about this jockeys on the radio and their lack of originality. And I was just wondering what would be your opinion on uh, Howard Stern type. Well, maybe on opinion on what? Howard Stern. Funny guy. Funny guy. Hysterical. Have you have you ever met Howard before? No. Oh no. But uh, you know, this thing with the press reminds me. Uh, I'm a little depressed, like you, because uh, I'm originally from New York, and I just relocated. Could have fooled me, Bob. Oh really? And uh, it's funny because I, I listen to a show every morning. He's on six to ten in the morning. And with that FCC ruling, what happened was it's hysterical because he was ruled not indecent, as you know, of course, right? And the following morning in the Daily News, and that's the paper out there, uh, the front headline says FCC rules Howard indecent. So I was asking you, like, you guys, that when you get, you, 
he was found indecent, right? Now, what gives them the right to print something like that? Isn't that slanderous? No, he is found indecent now, because that's under the new guideline. You've got it confused. Right, well, uh... He was not found, and that's why they broadened the guideline. They couldn't nail him on the old thing, on the seven words, so now they've broadened it so they can nail anybody they want, oh, including Howard. Oh, it was very, uh, like, uh, it wasn't specific, though, so what they do, they just changes it? Yeah. In other words, they so... made it vague and ambiguous so they can nail anybody they want. Oh, see, I, I didn't know that. It was, because I know it was very, uh, it wasn't a specific thing, and now... That's why we're doing our campaign, Bob. That's why we're doing this thing to try to force them to rescind it, to go back so we know what the rules are, at least. Right. Okay, Neil. I love your show, though. I tell you, I, I'm out here two weeks. I put you on, and I'm like, and, uh, I feel like I'm back home again. Okay, thanks a lot. Bye. Say hi to Robin. All right. Okay. 11 past 11 at WIZ. How do you like that? A guy from New York. Now, most New Yorkers are pretty critical. You know, they think that only what's in New York is good. If it's anywhere but New York, it's no good. But here's a guy who's honest. He recognizes something good when he when he stumbles into it. Unlike a lot of the people down here who just uh, don't think that anything is good. They're always unhappy. They're always fetching. Pompano, hello. Hello. Yes. How you doing, Neil? Okay. Oh, great. I was... I've been listening, and I got a phone call from my sister from North Carolina, and South, uh, from South Carolina. I'm sorry, and she says, "Call wait, wait, me wait a minute. Wait, for wait me. a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on one second, okay? Oh sure. Put him on one line. Whoever that. Put him on right away. I got to hear this. Hello? What were you saying? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I'm on the air. Yeah, I got to hear this. Well, anyway, what I wanted to say is that I've been listening to the show for years, and obviously enjoy you very much. I've never talked. I've never called in before. Before. Uh, but I'm I, whoever's in the background. I didn't even know what his name was, but I've heard him before. I've never listened to it. Any well, we other... kicked him out. We kicked him out. Okay. Anyway, he's got. If you would just listen to an hour of this fellow, if you would just listen to the tape played back, you'd realize how unnerving that that adolescent cackle sort of thing is. It's... Well, didn't you hear me tell him that he cackles? Yeah, that's what. I, that's why I chose the word. That's it, when I got out of my car. I heard the word cackle. So uh... you're finished, Glenn. You've had it. Stick to your own show, baby. Well, he sounds like a pleasant fellow. He's just got. He that... is. He's a good guy, but he just cackles too much. Ed McMahon cackle or whatever it is. Yeah. It's... A forced laugh. Exactly. Exactly. But you're doing a great job. Keep up the work by yourself. Okay. Thank you. Well, I don't want to touch that line. Okay. Thank you, sir. Okay. Okay. You hear that, Glenn? Adios. He's off the show, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry, man. Oh, that's all right. My sister that lives in uh, South Carolina called me last night and told me to call the Miami Herald and cancel her. You should hear what I call them. And, and call and cancel them out. She doesn't want their papers set up in the Carolinas anymore. Good. And she says, also tell Neil that we don't have any talk shows up here. And I miss him very much. Great. Well, tell her she's a great American, man. And uh, she lived in uh, in Florida and in, in, in Fort Lauderdale for ever since the 1949. And they moved up there two years ago, and they don't have any talk shows. And she says, have Neil try, try to have Neil do something about it. She says... I yeah, right. Very much. Mm-hmm. He's wonderful. Well, I'll try to do something about also, it. Also, I'll try a lot. Tell that that FCC to stick it in or their ear. Yeah, stick it in their ear. Uh huh. Okay. Well, give my best regards to her. Oh, Neil, you've got a great show, and I'm I'm in bed, and I can't get out all the time, and I'm I'm a crippled, and Thank I listen to you all the time, and you're wonderful. Thank you. You take care of yourself. 
you're wonderful. Okay. Okay, we'll see what we can do about getting a... Okay, I'll, I'll see what I can do. For you. Okay. Bye-bye. Uh, you're a dear. Thank you very much. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. It's 11.15 at WYNZ, and I'm serious. We've had a lot of cantankerous people, especially uh, women, although we did have a couple of young, uh, hysterical, homophobic males who uh, seem to be reminiscent of part of a crank syndrome. And uh, But what can I say about that, you know? But at any rate, we do have a lot of uh, women who are very frustrated and antsy this morning, and probably because they've been reading about Gary Hart and Donna Rice. And you know how people are in Florida. Misery loves company. They don't want anybody to be getting it. If they can't, they don't want anybody else to get it either. North Miami Beach, hello. Hi, Neil. Hi. You have made my mother, who is 92 years old, blind, and wears a hearing aid, but the sharpest, sweetest lady in the whole world. I have, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. I've made her blind? No, no. She's been blind for 40 years. Oh, I see. You have made her the happiest lady in the world. She really? listens to you. She, We hear her laughing with you. She agrees with you. She said she never heard the expression douchebag, and she said, oh, <laughs> she loves it. She tells us every day we eat at your restaurants. And I think the nicest gift that I could give her for Mother's Day, she's listening, is for you to wish her a happy Mother's Day. What's her name? Rose. Rose. Happy Rose Mother's Day. Rose Pushkin? Yes. As in Pushkin? P-U-S-H-K-I-N. Pushkin. Rose Pushkin. Happy Mother's Day, Rose. And her name... whole life is, is, ra is wrapped around you and your show, and she loves it. Incredible. She's unbelievable. Someday, I hope you get to meet her. I'd love she to. She, too, been blind 40 years, the most lovable, independent woman you ever want to meet, and she adores you. Great. Thank you for making her happy, and I'm sure a lot more. That's nice. Thanks for calling. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Happy Mother's Day, Rose. And, Rose, I'm sure if you have a sense of humor, you know as well as I do what the American mentality is all about. Let's, let's do this just for Rose today. Sylvester Stallone stars in his most challenging role since Rhinestone. Yo, Mandy, and you came, and you gave without taking, and now you're friggin' dead. Stallone is Manilow in Barry, First Wimp, Part One. It's a miracle. Copa. Absolutely, yo. Copa Cabana with my yeah! Rex Reed says, I love the costumes. Gene Siskel exclaims, four stars, yo, absolutely. Roger Ebert says, pass the popcorn. Uh -uh. Sylvester Stallone as the limp arm of the law. Barry, first wimp, part one. You're the disease, and I'm the cure. Yes, yo. And coming this summer. I know you are, but what a boy. Rudger Hauer in. I know you are, but what a boy. Pee Wee's Last Adventure. I know you are, but what a boy. That's just for you, Rose. It's 1118 at WINZ. Neil Rogers with you till 2. This is the Ernie Sochin warm up show on WINZ. Let's keep saying those call letters over and over again. 94 INZ. And we do have one open line if you'd like to join us here this morning, if you'd like to be part of the passing parade of life in Dade County, 624-0191. 624-0191. Let's do our first break this hour because I've already crossed it off. No. 1121, 21 past 11. The big hand is on the... Okay, let's uh, go back to Dania next. Hello. Hello. Yes. This is Mike from Dania. I'm like under 20. Mike from Dania, you're under 20? Yep. And, Fr uh, frightening, Mike. My friend introduced me to your show about 
a week ago. Yeah. And he had told me that you were a homosexual. Oh, yeah. Is this true? Yeah. Is this true? Yeah. Being admitted homosexual, do you, like, fear AIDS? No. Not at all? No. Do you? I don't know. You don't know? No, I don't know. I'm not afraid of No. I'm not gay. Yeah. Uh, How about you and your friend? What do you guys do? My friend? Yeah. I don't have no friends. Oh, you don't have any friends? No. I thought you just said a friend introduced you to this show. Like, he, like, he, he watched, he listened, and then, like, he told me to listen. And well, you I, just, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. You just said you don't have any friends. Okay, I don't. Then who's the friend that listened? Or did you just come upon it, you stumbled into it yourself? Huh? Come on, let's be honest here. This is the honest show. Yeah. You stumbled on the show by yourself. Right. Uh-huh. Right. I yeah. was listening, and you caught my attention. I caught your attention. Well, you're not my type. 23 minutes past 11 at WINZ. We have an open line in Broward, 7640707. I mean, I like people that have an IQ of at least over two. That That's a good start, okay? I mean, let's take a chance. Let's take a risk. Let's make ourselves vulnerable to the audience. Oh, boy. Coral Gables, hello. Hello. Yes. Neil. Yep. Is a call, I called earlier and gave Kyle a message. Did you get it? I don't. We don't uh, do messages here, ma'am. No. Well, wait now. I got something else to tell you. Yeah. Listen, uh, I. Uh, I mean, we're on the air. There are thousands of people listening. They don't want to hear personal messages. They're not personal. Or impersonal messages. Well, this is. Uh, they want to hear somebody come on and say something brilliant. Well. They're not going to hear it on this show. Well, I thought you'd like to know. They got surveillance around Capone's home. Really? Yeah. Who is it? Geraldo Rivera? No, they got. Um, or Tom Fiedler. The police ran Capone's home. Not Capone, but uh, what's this guy's name? Phoebe Rebozo. No. No, around the guy that wrote the piece about heart. Capus, is that his name? Capus, yeah. Yeah, they got surveillance around his home. <clears throat> and you didn't hear that? No. Yeah, they had it on television last night. Boy, wait till they get an eyeful of what's going on there. Oh, yeah. I understand that if you subscribe to the Herald now, they give you a miniature yellow trench coat and umbrella and binoculars. They had the police patrol sitting out in front of his yard. Great. Yeah. I wonder, are we paying for that? Yeah, that's taxpayers' money. Shameful. Well, Shameful. it was on television last night. Incredible. Well, if it was on TV, it must be true. Well, listen, I want to tell you something else. Please. Um... I, I don't like to, I don't listen to Mike Miller very often, but that day I had to turn on his television, and he is so... Mike Miller's on television now? I don't mean television, on radio. Yeah, on the toaster. Uh, yeah. He was so, he is so defiant. He's terrible. Yeah. You know, he was... Uh, the worst. ...not allowed room to talk. His wife was out of town. He was running around with that... He makes Captain Kendall sound like Howard Stern. That's how bad Mike Miller is. He ran around. He was running around with this entertainer that was his. You, I don't know what her name was. And he, his wife was out of town. And he was running around with her. So he's got a lot of room to talk. He's terrible. Who was he running around with? Diana Ross? No, it was that. Or Michael Jackson? No, it was this. Uh, yep, yep. What's her name? Uh, some entertainer that was down there. She was on his show. Ema Sumac. Big Busted Gal, whatever her name was. Big Busted Gal, Dolly Parton. No. Uh, she well, that must be the one we got the pictures of in the mail this week. It's a, uh, her name starts with a Y. 
She's an entertainer somewhere around this year. Eve Saint Laurent. Some club out here in there, Holly, Opelok or something. <laughs> she was. And he was. Ima Sumac. Huh? Manuel Icaza. Well, she was on this show. I don't know what the name was now. It starts with a Y. Uh huh. And she, when they had the fight. Are you sure? Was, are you sure they didn't meet at the Y? Well, they took to the fair together, and then he was dining in a restaurant and everything. And then and he's got a lot of room to talk about somebody else. His wife out of town. You know, I think he's terrible. Yeah. Well, let's see what Mike Miller has to say in defense. that kid in Dania. Twenty-six minutes past eleven at WYZ. That kid was probably went into the adult bookstore and was trying to patch all the holes up in the wall. Let's go to Hialeah. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Good morning. Don't get a chance to talk to you during the week because I have to be at work. A couple of things I want to catch up on. The other the other day that uh, they were having this uh, thing on WNWS about switching around. Oh, yeah, another on-the-air programming seminar. That was great. Other, yeah, about doing I, it from I a position I of strength. biggest laugh when they said <clears throat> the reason that they're sending the, uh, that... Uh, 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 Alice. Alice over into that time slot is because that's where the heavyweight belongs. <laughs> well, I weigh about probably twice as much as he does. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I don't see anything wrong with cackles. I mean, if we didn't have cackles, we wouldn't have eggs, right? But the word is that... Uh, well, they, that's what they said. They said that Glenn laid an egg on the show this morning. Ah, oh, I think he's got a nice... He's life. a good guy. He's a great guy. Just that that cackle's got to go. Ah, uh, well, you know... We're going to muzzle him. We're taking away his First Amendment rights. Anyway, the... Where does it uh, say in the Constitution that the right to cackle? I call you this morning was that uh, I have a friend that works at Southern Bell. Yeah works in the listing department, and the rumor is that the Miami Herald is putting a new listing in on their uh, in the phone directory. Yeah. It's going to go between the El Herald and the uh, uh, and Presente. Uh, it's the Department of Nocturnal Missions. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, Neil, do me a favor, would you? Uh, sometime this morning, would you play that leprechaundum uh, ad? Oh yeah, leprechaundum. Okay, as soon as as soon as we get a call from an Irishman, we'll get that on for you. I got you. Okay. Have a good one. Good luck to you, sir. Twenty-eight minutes past eleven at WYNC. Let's go to North Miami Beach. Hello, Neil. How are you? Good. Uh, Neil, uh, I've been listening to the show the last few weeks. I, I'm a long-time listener of yours, and you've been talking a lot about fascism. And before I, I make any statement, I would just like to know if you do any research yourself into your sponsors, or are they just given to you and that's it? They're just given to me. Oh, all right. When I used to do live commercials on the air, I would always visit every sponsor, and I got nailed with a couple of bad ones. Okay, well, uh... But I don't want... We don't talk about the sponsors on the air. I can't do that. You can't do that? No. Well... Very unethical. It is. Oh, okay. Uh, then I, I, I really can't make any comments, because I don't want to embarrass you. Okay, thank you. Okay. Bye. Boy, that just kind of leaves you hanging there, doesn't it? Leaves you pondering the situation. 29 past 11. All of a sudden, a couple of lines in Dade County opened up. What just happened there? 624-0191. Hey, this is the time of year when everyone's a wee bit Irish. Say, Colleen, would you be wanting to come over to my place to help me uh, wax my shillelagh? Ooh. 
Oh, now that I would, Michael Patrick, if you be wearing the green. I know there's a smart lassie. She's making sure her laddie's wearing the Kelly Green protection of leprechauns. Don't be wishing on a four-leaf clover or falling for the gift of gab. Especially if you're planning on kissing some blarney stones or what have you. Be doubling your protection with leprechauns. They're strong enough for a man. But I like them too. So, get yourself a leprechaun and you won't be catching anything else. I must confess, I like that uh, Irish spring soap, but I don't believe that Irishmen use it. I don't think the Irish ever bathe, do they? No. I mean, look at Tip O'Neill. Is he a good example? He's too busy drinking. He doesn't have time to take a bath. I think he takes a bath in gin. <laughs> what a terrible thing to say about a great American, right? It's 1130 at WYNZ. Is there any, any old ladies in the audience who'd like to give Tip O'Neill a bath? Let's go to Miami next. Hello. Hi, Neil. We could hook him up with that gal that we got that picture of. Yes, sir. Yeah, I have a funny story for you. Uh, at work, we have one of those fancy phones that you can put people on hold to listen to a radio station. Uh, the office memo says that we have to listen to life. Oh, God. Wait. We... What are they trying to do? Drain the life out of you? Well, when we put people on hold from all over the world, but what has happened is we talked to the guy who sets up the radio to change it to your station. All right. And the president of our company, he called about three or four days ago, and was put on hold. And you were on a roll. I mean, you were calling douchebag. You played the Michael Jackson thing. He fell off his chair. Now we ha he has to call in every day, and we put him on hold that he listens to your show back home. From where? From Phoenix. Great. He Probably loves Tom it. Likas. And I'm under 25. <laughs> Excellent. Boy, we like those uh, living and breathing people, sir. This is a first-time caller, and I was out at the lawn the day you were out there. Yep. The happy sperms. Please. <laughs> Let's not get carried away here. A lot of these old ladies are already broken up. Okay, enjoy your show. Keep up the good work. Thanks a lot. That's great news. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. They're listening to us in Phoenix. They're probably stealing our material there, too, right? Do you notice the way those words just came out? They didn't come out like in proper sequence or something. I think Glenn being in here cackling had an effect on my speech patterns now. It's 11.32. See, he's so sensitive. That's the thing that I love. Now some woman's going to call up. But, oh, next thing you'll have him fired, too. And Laurie, poor little Laurie, she left because of Neil. And we all know about Kathy West. Oh, he chases everybody out. See, I get blamed for everything. Like yesterday, when it rained like hell, I'm sure that was my fault, too, right? Hallandale, hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Um... Neil, I've listened to your show now for about eight months. Uh, recently moved into the area, and I listened to a lot of talk shows over uh, the years. Uh, yours has kept my attention by far the longest of any of them, and it's certainly a, a credit to the uh, public uh, for the job that you're doing. Um, I know that a lot of the people that I often see during the daytime don't have an opportunity to uh, call in and talk to you because they're on the job. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's, that's an expression from uh, the working class of people out here, too. It's not that we, we have the time necessarily or, you know, the, the, uh, the convenience, uh, say, to call. But believe me, there are a lot of people that listen to you, and every, every chance I get, I spread the word. Thank you. I, I, you know, and I can say that uh, on the tip of the iceberg of the light, I think you might have a, a great deal of uh, responsibility in that. I think the American public needs good news. And to them, this is good news. Uh, as you turn on the TV or, or say, pick up the Miami Herald, 
Uh, wouldn't you say that the course of the ship is determined by the by the guidance of the captain of the ship? You bet. Okay, that's just mainly my opinion. I wanted to let you know, and you have a nice weekend. Thank you. Thanks a lot. All right, goodbye. Bye-bye. Okay, here is a tape hot in my hands. Is this something totally original? It is? On a cassette, no less. Heart to heart. Words, music, and vocal by my good friend Frank's ex, Frank X. See, I can't speak today. Frank X. Lacanto. Won't you be my Donna Rice? Take me off to paradise. This is going to be great. Huh? Thank you. Thanks a million. I'm going to, uh, I'll play it in the next hour. I'll put it on cart during the new news break. Thanks a lot. Tell Frank I said thank you. That's great. Fantastic. We have the first copy right off the press from Frank Lakato, who did the Ronnie Reaganomics Supply Side Economics Blues. Remember that? That was great. In fact, we still have that somewhere, don't we? Is that up there? Oh, I don't want to play it today, but I think it's still up there. Maybe we will play it later on in honor of Frank, if we can find it. But in the meantime, we've got the Heart to Heart, which I'll put on a cart. We'll put Heart to Heart right on cart during the new news. And then there's one more that rhymes with that, but uh, some woman beat me to that. She already said that earlier this morning on Glenn's show. 11.35 at WINZ. Let's go to Pembroke Pines. Hello. Hello. Hi. I'm your first caller. And I gave up the Herald. And my girlfriend came in this morning, and she showed me the paper. What do you think of Pat Robertson running for uh, president? Oh, wouldn't that be great? Well, it says here, I'm just reading it. It's her copy. It says, we cannot have a nation without religious principles. Yeah, right. Isn't that going too far? How about making the Pope president? I mean, he's coming here this September. We can just have him stick around. Yes, I don't think they should interfere. They're not supposed to. Yeah. And what do you think of Babbitt? Did you ever hear of him? Bruce Babbitt. Well, good luck to him. Nobody else ever heard of him but two, the two of us. Should be Rabbit. <laughs> no, that was Gary Hart who was the Rabbit. No, he should stay away from rice. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. See you later. Well, I'm telling you, these comedians out there, they're sprouting up like uh, like a disease in a laboratory, you know? Like in our kitchen in the WYNZ cafeteria. 24 minutes before 12 at Winds, we have an open line in Broward, 764-0707. I want you to call everybody you know, and if you don't know anybody, like that young guy from Dania who uh, who had the sword in his hand, that young guy ought to just pick up the telephone book and start like A, you know, like under AAA towing, and start from A to Z. Call everybody in town and tell them to turn on WINZ Neil Rogers, because after the new news, we've got this exclusive and you know if it's from Frank Lacano, it's got to be great, because he's a for-real musician. He's not one of these fakers who comes along, you know, and pretend like uh, Mike Miller. You're cheating, heart. I mean, that was about as funny as terminal cancer. You know, Mike, that was pathetic. But this is going to be great. The Business Hopper. Jim Gilmore. 40 at WINC. Neil Rogers here. Ernie Sochi will be along from 2 to 7. Mike Spindell tomorrow morning follows Ira Everett at 10. And then, of course, tomorrow afternoon, it's Marshall Moore to help all those schleppers in our audience uh, rub a couple of coins together and try to make a million, right? Okay, let's go to Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Yes, Neil. I, um, I think that the FCC uh, ruling is probably about the most dangerous thing that I've heard uh, over your show in the last, uh, last couple of months. And I was, it was, uh, I was having a problem with deciding how the newspapers and the uh, radio stations were going to cover the cockfight arrest last week in, in West, uh, southwest Miami. Yeah. It was very... Uh, touch and go there for a minute. I, I was wondering whether you could do a simulated play-by-play uh, -play play in a cockfight for us. No way, sir. No way. <laughs> no, um, no way, Jose. No way. 
I was also wondering whether if you would have come out supporting the Miami Herald the other morning, whether Mike Miller would have come out blasting them. Probably. And I have a restaurant for you in West Broward. Apparently you're uh, looking for one there. The word, the word is desperate, I think, is the word you're searching for. Uh, there's a real nice new restaurant called the La Coquina Grill, which is on uh, Pine Island and Oakland Park Boulevard. Oh, they're open now. They're open now. They must have just opened. Right, about a week or two ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like mesquite grilled fish and uh, other things like that That uh, in a nice setting and not... Uh, that's right. Not, that's right over by Mr. Lee's. Right, not un not unreasonable prices, and I found it to be uh, nice. Okay, I know exactly where it is. I'll give it a try. And uh, one more thing, and I'm just wondering whether people are more concerned in this country whether uh, the president's uh, stealing ten million dollars or Mr. Hart has his pants off. Oh, hey, it's not even a contest. They don't give a damn. The president can lie. Our money can disappear. Uh, nobody gives a damn about anything. We can do business with terrorists. Uh, we can give them the money that they can plot to blow up the Marines. We can do any damn thing we want. But God forbid, in this ridiculous juvenile society today, that some guy gets caught with his pants down, and that's it. I mean, this, this president has taken uh, our tax dollars, which we paid for military hardware, whether it should have been paid for that or not is another question, but he's taken his military hardware that I paid for and that you paid for, and he sold it to Iran, and he's taken the money from that sale out of trust or out of escrow, and he's, yeah. he's given it to these people... Uh, uh, in South America, who are doing things that most of the people in this country don't care for. And not, not only that, but 10 million of it disappeared. We don't even know where that is. Well, that's in the pockets of his friends. That's the Republican credo yeah. in and, action. And then, of course, we find out that uh, Ali North was diverting a lot of those funds in order to help partisan political campaigns for the right-wingers here in this country, which, again, is patently illegal, but nobody seems to care about that. I talking to a friend last night about this, and he's saying he brings up Lyndon Johnson as somebody who... Uh, was uh, you know a great politician and wheeler dealer. I said there's one difference between these turkeys and the Nixon types and Lyndon Johnson. I said Lyndon Johnson, he may have twisted every arm in Congress to get the money legally to support the Contras or whoever he wanted to support, and he did for the Vietnam War. But he would never, he would have done it legally. He would have done it within the system. He'd have, he'd have done it with log rolling. He would have done it with no, politics. I don't, I don't agree with you. Lyndon Johnson was a crook. I don't think he would have done it. No, Lyndon Johnson was a crook. He got elected first time to Congress by stuffing the ballot box in Texas. Did you know that? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I know it's history. It was like a Dick Daly syndrome. They had dead people voting several times. He was still more of an in-the-system policy. These people don't care about the system. Yeah. They just want to steal the money. Well, you know, the right, as I said the other day, the people on the right realize they're losing their grip, and in a year and a half it's slipping away. They're losing their total credibility, and they haven't got a chance in hell of winning the election uh, next year. And so now they're desperate. And this is just part one of Dirty Tricks Part Two. That's all. The thing with Gary Hart's just the beginning. I wish the Democrats would come up with somebody. Uh, uh, what's the fellow's name who was uh, the senator from uh, New Jersey? Former basketball. Bill, Bill Bradley. Bill Bradley. I have not heard him rumored at all. I think he'd be a terrific candidate. No, too smart for the American public. He'd be another Adelaide Stevenson. I think the answer still is Mario Cuomo. I think they're going to drag him out of the closet because, uh, you know, you look at the rest. I, th I like Joe Biden. I think he's a good guy, but nobody knows who the hell he is. I think Bradley would have the charisma and the brains and could do it and would be honest. I think he'd be a terrific candidate, but I've never heard his name mentioned. Well, why not? We've already got one president who dribbles, so let's get another one. Got it. Okay. See you later. <laughs> 16 before noon, I, I was going to say, you know, we need a president with balls, and Bill Bradley would fit that category. That would be something, right? I mean, why not? That's that's getting to be the nature of the whole campaign in America today. And we can't seem to make up our minds what we want. We want a macho president. We want a guy who's virile. 
but who just, I guess, talks about it a lot. Never does it. North Miami Beach, hello. Miami Beach, hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Now, I've been listening to this conversation and all, and this is what I want to talk about. You know, we have, like you say, the people are morons, they're stupid, they want to worry about heart, about the paper and all. To me, that's all garbage. Yeah, it is. Why aren't they worry so much about what's going to happen now to ruin this country? They're going to give them another year to ruin more? I say one thing, let the people get up there and get them resigned or get them in peace. This is what we have to do, not worry so much about heart. Let's get everybody out here. More publicity. Get that goddamn president the hell out of there. We don't need that bum. Okay? Okay. I gather he doesn't like the president. It's uh, 11... <laughs> 11.45 at WINZ, and we have an open line in Dade, 624-0191. I mean, it's pathetic. You know, the American people have just uh, turned jello brain. I've been telling you about it for years now, and you watch it, and all of a sudden we went into this quick swan dive, it seems, the last year or two. And like the National Enquirer has just taken over the whole ball game. I mean, there's no such thing as legitimate journalism anymore, and even the Washington Post and the New York Times are defending this grotesque smear on the part of the Herald, where they just slap a bunch of innuendo on the front page in headlines, and they ruin people's careers, and they ruin their lives, and hey, you know, that's uh, great journalism. Great investigative reporting. Miami, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes. Yeah, I'm calling about the So Far campaign today. I went by to drop a contribution off, and I have 26 signatures so far, and they wouldn't let me in the gate. So I guess I'll mail them in to you on Monday. Okay, yeah, we can't. We just can't uh, do it on a weekend. Okay, also my wife is listening for the first time today. I wanted to know if maybe do me a favor and play My Wife Left Town with a Banana for her. My wife left town with a banana. Why has your wife been waving a banana at you today? Uh, I don't know. Or has she got? You just don't have the appeal that you used to have, huh? Well, we'll find out. Okay. Have a nice weekend. Thanks for your help. All right. Okay. My wife left town with a banana. Come on. My wife left town with a banana. Love a rotten deal. Found that yellow devil hiding in her purse. He's cold and he's hard, but he's got a peel. I hope it never happens to you. Some fruit breaks your marriage in two. My wife left town with a banana. My baby's slipping away. minutes before noon at WINZ. We do have a couple of open lines now. I guess they all got their bananas out. 
in Dade County, 624-0191. And there's an open line in Broward. If you move quickly now, 764. Let's psych them out, 764-0707. Stock Driver Muth presents The Olive. Not and it's before noon. I was thinking that uh, since Heart to Heart is the name of the song we're going to play, maybe we could get Robert Wagner to run for president, but then they'd have to find out what happened to his uh, ex-wife. What was her name, the one that died on the boat? Remember that? Natalie Wood, wasn't it? Yeah, they'd have to do a big investigation into that. South Miami, hello. Yeah. Hi. Hi, how you doing, Neil? Okay. It's uh, delayed at call up Tuesday a couple weeks ago and wanted to bullshit with you. Yeah. Yeah, how you doing? A lot's okay. happened in a couple weeks, hasn't it? It's just unbelievable. I know. Uh, listen, I have a couple points. I have a couple things I wanted to talk over with you. Uh, did you know that now, of course you know that Jesse Jackson is now leading in the Democratic polls. What does that tell you? I know. That's just what I was going to ask. And he's only got 3%. Please. Um, yeah, and I was listening to Daffy's show yesterday mm -hmm. in the afternoon, and she said how um, she thought that this would work in reverse for Hart. You know, it would make him more popular. And oh, yeah, right. Yeah, she said she had such a brilliant, you know, original idea. I had only thought about that about 10 o'clock, you know, that same morning. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and um, listen, what about this guy? I have the article in front of me, you know, the, the Herald uh, that I buy occasionally. So what about this guy, uh, Secretary of State Elliot Abrams? who gave this Sultan character the wrong account number? Yeah, for the $10 million, yeah. Well, it was a six instead of a seven, a six. You know, when it's only $10 million you're monkeying around with, you're not going to be real careful. Exactly. Don't who you cares? Give him a year analysis. I'd like to see what kind of drugs yeah. he's on. Saliva test. You know, that's that sort of strange uh, acting. That, that's unusual. Yeah. Well, he may have had a little piece of William Casey's brain in his head when he did that because <laughs> they've spread it around. I guess so. Um, also, what else? I have a few names for um, what we call our politic, politics, uh, Reagan, Reaganomics, Reaganatics, and Reaganetics. How are those three? Do they fit okay? Great. Yeah. Okay, yeah. listen, I'll go. We can get go. Reagan Let's together with, uh, with L. Ron Hubbard with Dianetics and Reaganetics. Exactly. Okay, I'll get somebody. I'll have to take care of somebody here. I'm calling you from work, so I'll... Okay. And you have a good day. Keep it up. Okay, you too. All right, call you again. Bye-bye. Bye now. Six minutes before noon at WYNZ, L. Ron Hubbard, of course, gave new meaning to the word Dianetics. Literally. I still can't believe that there are radio and TV stations that run that crap, you know, that sell that book and peddle the cassette tapes and do all that. I mean, you talk about desperate. You talk about total lack of conscience. And maybe we can run L. Ron Hubbard. I mean, we've already got one dead guy in the White House propped up in the chair. We'll just stuff him. Miami, hello. Terrific. There he goes. Was that good or what? Is that incredible? I mean, that was excellent. Five minutes before 12, <laughs> W-I-N-Z. I mean, that was uh, so great that I'm just whelmed by it. I don't even know what to say. That sounded exactly like Dick Capon. Pompano, hello. Hello. Yes. That I'm voice did sound familiar, by the way. Every day, and that was rather nasty called up. Well, it didn't get on the air, ma'am. Don't panic. It didn't get on the air. Oh, okay. Um, what I was going to say, I think Gary Hart actually is more to be admired than criticized. 
because how many of the past presidents who they haven't mentioned were also having affairs while they were in office? Yeah, well, we've already been through that. I mean, there's so many that we can't even keep track of them. And nobody cared then, and nobody should care now. No, I really admire him for backing out. So to speak. Thank you so much. Okay. Have a nice day. You too. Have a great one. And a very happy Mother's Day to all the mothers in the WINZ listening audience, including the one who called just before that nice lady. Well, he was incredible. The Miami Herald says, blank you. I mean, that was good. That was right to the point. One thing I like is callers who really get right to it. Don't beat around the bush and waste a lot of time. Or as they do in the Herald, don't beat around in the bushes. Boy, I, I don't know what it is this morning, man. It's another one of those wild Saturdays. What the hell did Glenn Hill do to these people this morning? Just because he was talking about beer early in the morning and got half the audience on the sauce, I mean, that's no excuse. They have really been just not... And the, the interesting part of it is I haven't done anything here. I mean, there has been this has been a very mild show today. And don't forget, next Saturday, our entire four-hour show, we're going to have a cast of thousands here. Bill Tanner and Greg Budell, G. Michael McKay, Jeff Gonzer and Jeff Chase from our own FM... Irene Richard from Gloves 94. And we're going to be doing the whole show for our So Far campaign. We're going to try to get as much of the media here. And that's really going to be the big push. That'll be the day after our uh, ad comes out in USA Today next Friday with the coupon. And, of course, the one nice thing about USA Today, in addition to all the nice bright colors, the blinding colors, is the fact that they don't publish on the weekend. So the Friday edition stays in the coin boxes all weekend long, three days. So we can certainly pump all over South Florida, at least, for people to go out and pick up the USA Today and clip that coupon. And, of course, it'll reach all over the country. So we're going to finally get on the map with So Far next Friday. But don't forget now, we need more of your contributions. We really do these next few days. This weekend is the time. If you're going to spring loose with 5 or 10 or 50 or 100 bucks, do it now, please, because we really need to cover the expense of this uh, $4,700 ad. Make the checks or money orders out to So Far, S-O-F-A-R, and mail them to, so far, P.O. Box 2214, Miami, Florida, 33055. I mean, it's only the First Amendment. You know, it's only freedom of speech that we're trying to defend. Little minor things like that. And nip all of this fascism in the bud. So far, P.O. Box 2214, Miami. And the zip code is 33055. Okay, and again, Arlene Ross is back for more punishment with the headlines, world news from CBS at noon. And then when we come back in the noon hour, we have a WINZ exclusive. Not only will we be hearing from the Magnificent Seven at the Diplomat Mall in the next hour, but uh, we're going to have Heart to Heart by Frank X. Lacanto. I mean, it's going to be so good that it's going to make hair grow in places you wouldn't believe. If you think following Neil Rogers is a tough act, tune in tough Taffy McCallum. She follows Neil weekdays 2 to 4 on WINZ, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. So this isn't going to be one of those silly uh, comedy cuts that a lot of you would have been expecting, right? I'm sure there will be plenty of those that are coming out, including some that uh, some of us have already heard, which on a scale of zero or minus infinity. But this is an honest-to-goodness, for real, this could be climbing the country charts by the end of the week. Donna Rice, take me off to paradise. I'm willing to pay the price for loving you. You and me in happy times, let them read between the lines. Gossip for suspicious minds. Won't 
pretty face And I just can't get enough of you Won't you be my dawn rice Take me off to paradise I'm willing to pay the price for loving you You and me in happy times Let them read between the lines Gossip or suspicious minds Pretty good. good. That's going to hit the country charts. Trust me. Those people up in Nashville, those shirt kickers, they're going to love that. Frank X. Licato and Hard to Heart. Okay, well, listen, Let's. Uh, we've got a celebrity caller. Bill Tanner is on the line, probably uh, swooning after hearing that. How you doing, Bill? I'm fine, Neil. Uh, I think that uh, song will be great on country radio, but they'll never be able to pronounce the guy's name. I know. Can't say it on the air anymore. The reason I'm calling is um, I had an opportunity yesterday to and an attorney um, the other day. To, as I guess today, to talk to a group of North Day judges and attorneys about this obscenity issue on the radio, which most of them, by the way, are very opposed to the FCC's present stand on it. Yeah. In one of the trade press uh, things that comes out about today, Radio and Records, the new edition, McKinney has elaborated, just as he did on your show, on some of what he intends to do regarding this. I thought you might be interested. Yeah. He says, and I'm quoting, I will caution you that the first actions we took here, in fact, were only warnings because we thought they may, might not be um, an understanding out there as to what we intend. The next actions may well not be warnings. The next actions could be forfeiture's first offense or revocation if it's severe enough. There's nothing that requires us to give you a warning before we take a harsher action. Normally, we'll not use a sledgehammer if a tack hammer will do. But I don't want you to think that everybody has one free pass. Not so. Also, don't forget the fact that a warning in your file at renewal time can be extremely damaging. He was talking to the National Public Radio Conference last Thursday. Isn't that great? He says, just because indecent words are within the lyrics of a song does not make it a song that is acceptable. The song can still be indecent. It can be within Tchaikovsky. Oh, beautiful. But it's still indecent. Isn't that great? And he says one more thing. Certainly the actions of the commission have chilled speech, he admitted, but it does not alter the situation. The commission is very much aware that it's walking an extremely tight rope. Well, now, how? Isn't that... Isn't that incredible? 
<laughs> I mean, talk about it. stern warning, the great intimidator. You know, this guy must be running around there feeling so macho. He's got everybody <laughs> trembling. And, and not only that, they don't even tell us what the rules are. Nope. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, that's the latest, and that's why folks should get out there and sign those petitions. Uh, we talked to him yesterday in the North Day group, said Ernie Sochin, and I was saying, hey, there's something you can do about it. And the interesting part is the majority of the judges and attorneys were there fully understood the dismal implications of this whole thing, much more than the average person listening to me. Yeah. Well, I hope those judges and those attorneys who've got all that dough are going to put their money where their mouth is and send us in a check this weekend. Isn't that the truth? You bet. All right. Just don't, don't you want to know about that. Okay. Thanks. See you next Saturday. I'll look forward to it. Bye-bye. Bye. Isn't that great? So Jim McKinney, the radio terrorizer now, running around with these warnings, just as he did with me a few Fridays ago when we had him on the air. You know, I'm, not only are we warning Howard Stern, we're warning you too, Neil. We're warning everybody. The only problem is we don't even know what the hell they're warning us. You know, they're just warning. we got to get that guy who used to do those promos. Warning! From the FCC. Boy, they're nuts. they just gone off the deep end. Let me give the address again if you want to help out and if you want to send your name and address in or also hopefully send us a check for that... Major newspaper ad in USA Today next Friday. So far, that Save Our First Amendment Rights, P.O. Box 2214, Miami, 33055. We have one open line in Dade County if you want to join us this afternoon, 6240191. Let's go to Hollywood. Hello. Hi, Neil. Hi. I'm calling because you said we don't care. I care. I care real, 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 real much about what's going on in the world around us today. And in reference to Gary Hart, I don't like him as a person. I would have never voted to him whether he, whether he no matter what he had done. I don't like what the media has done to him. I think it's very unfair. But it raises a question. Uh, he welcomed this problem. I think that he possibly did it to maybe draw attention away from himself, and he got caught red-handed. He is no better or no worse than all the rest of them. They're all slime suckers. They're all doing it. It's just a matter of... Well, well wait a minute. What do you mean they're all slime suckers? What is that all supposed disgusting. to mean? Reagan... They're all disgusting. All men are disgusting? Is that what you're saying? All politicians are liars and thieves. That's that's what I feel. I don't even I don't even consult the media because I find it such a, a, an inequitous system that it's basically just one person's opinion. And I don't even consider it to be truthful two-thirds of the time, and that's all-inclusive. Television, uh, with the exception of possibly radio, uh, and especially the newspapers. And now I find it especially upsetting because I am being forced to read the Miami Herald. I recently enrolled back in school, and one of our professors is uh, making us cut out the front page every morning and critique it. Oh, that's great. I know. It's, I have to subscribe to the paper if I want to pass the course. Uh, and I got into a big heated argument yesterday. I was attacked by a bunch of foaming yuppie puppies when I, when I suggested that possibly um, Gary Hart was showing his true moral fiber. 
and what is wrong with wanting to have high ideals and high standards? Well, first of all, high ideals and high standards has got nothing to do with what people are doing in their bedrooms. It isn't anybody's business, and is as I, well as well has been pointed. You know, I, I don't think. Wait a minute. I don't think there's anybody in America today who's going to think any less historically of Thomas Jefferson because of his personal life, or any less of Dwight Eisenhower or FDR. These are things that have been going on since the beginning of this country, and people have been adult enough to understand that it's really nobody else's business who people are sleeping with, right. as long as they're not hurting anybody. Agreed. And, you know, again, we've got all of these pressing problems in the world, and nobody cares about poverty, and nobody cares about nuclear weapons, and nobody cares about disease, and nobody cares about the things that really count, but we have to have this higher moral standard of making sure that everybody's keeping their zipper zipped up. I mean, what are we really talking about? It's nothing to do with sexuality. You're missing the point. First of all, I don't care what he does with his sex life. That is his private business. Yeah. Okay? It has nothing to do with anything. What he does is truly his own personal business. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is that this is an, a sort of a look into his character. And, and I, I try to, to show this to my professor. And it's he, no, it's not a look into his character at all. I consulted a psychologist, and I asked him. I called him up, and oh. I, I explained to him I wanted an opinion. I, I didn't want to feel that, you know, maybe I'm wrong. But he said if, if a person lies, He's going to lie again. Okay. But it depends. On what, wait a minute. Wait a minute. He was asked at a press Ma'am, can I say? Can I say something to you? He was asked a couple of nights ago a disgusting question in New Hampshire at a press conference. Have you ever committed adultery? And he refused to answer the question. Now he could have said no. He could have lied, but he didn't. He said it's it's not an appropriate question. I'm not going to answer it. Right. It's not an appropriate question. Yeah. And neither is any of this other business. Okay, okay. The hell running around like a bunch of voyeurs is not appropriate. And I don't think that people's sex lives necessarily show anything about their character. I grant you he changed his name, and I grant you he owed all of this money from his last campaign. And I I, I never liked Gary Hart in the first place. I think he's a a superficial nothing. But that's not the point. Gary Hart isn't the issue. The issue is whether the people in the press have the right to go spying on people and eavesdropping and snooping around, uh, you know, sticking their noses into their private lives and then smearing innuendo all over the front page. That woman could, you know, it's unlikely, but she could have gone out the back door while they weren't there. They don't even know right, and at any time. I, they don't know what went on inside I, that townhouse. You know, I agree with you. I agree with you. The, the point I'm trying to make is that he had an opportunity within that first 24-hour period to, to rectify himself, and he just... Oh, there was no way to rectify himself. I mean, they, they refused to wait to print the story. He asked them to wait, and they were in a big hurry because they... You, you don't understand the way uh, the media works, do you? They, in other words, they oh, got to get the jump. They have to get the that? jump on everybody else. And most of the responsible people in journalism now are... that That's their main criticism. Why did they have to... Were they in such a big hurry? Why couldn't they get all their facts together? You know, before they had to go and splash this all over the front page. That's the way it always was, is with the media. It's always... Well, but that doesn't make it right. No, it is not right. It is not right. But, he, you know, I think people need to understand that if you are going to be in the public eye, this is all part of it. It's not right. It's not right. Well, so in other words, don't, don't get it. caught. I'm just saying don't get it caught. makes me very doubtful about this individual's character. And I would well, well but, uh, but I don't know what you're screaming about. I don't debate that. I don't debate that. Out about him now. No, I don't want to find out who he's sleeping with, man. Okay, adios, have a nice day, but you're screaming, getting hysterical, and the bottom line is I don't think she likes men to begin with. Because all these politicians, they're all slime balls. And, you know, you could pick that up in a conversation. They're all liars and they're all disgusting. And I think basically she's got a certain problem there. But I'll call a psychiatrist to find out.
right? Right, Arlene? We know all men are slime balls, right? No? Okay. Ron Harrison, who is definitely not a slime ball. Noon at WINZ, we have two open lines. They're both in Dade County, 624-0191. 624-0191. What caused did those lines to open up? Was it the song or Ron Harrison? Only kidding, Ron. Don't get panicky now. Boca, hello. Hello, Neil. Hi. Uh, I've been listening to you for quite a few days whenever I can get a chance, and I do like your program. I want to say you've been blaming the media for this uh, heart thing, and I wonder if it doesn't go deeper than that, whether the whole country is sick in a way. Because if the people weren't that interested in it, and no, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're wrong, sir. That's what I've said. I said the media is giving the public exactly what they want. That's why the Inquirer sells 17 million copies every week, because the people of this country, most of them are morons, sir. They're morons, and they're only interested in, in a lot of uh, nonsense, in a lot of bedroom talk, in a lot of gutter speculation. That's all they care about, and they're too stupid to really understand what the issues are, much less be concerned with them. Yeah, what gets me is that this has just seems to have pushed a lot of the investigations into this Contra thing right off the front page. Exactly, which... and not by accident either, not by accident. No, and uh, I travel in South and Central America a lot, and I'm appalled at this war in Nicaragua. I don't know whether you had an opportunity to see that television special. I think it was a week or two ago, and it was entitled The War in Nicaragua. And it was enough to make you cry, you know. I mean, I I think that this business against the communists in Nicaragua, it reminds me of the Catholics fighting the Protestants yeah. in the Middle Ages. Yeah. You know, label a guy communist, and that gives you the right to kill him. Well, the problem is nobody cares. We just had an American civilian who died down there last week. Nobody cares. Everybody's forgotten about the hostages. Nobody even remembers that they're there anymore. In fact, nobody even remembers Terry Waite. If you recall, there was a period of time when every day on CNN and all the newscasts, we were hearing about the Anglican envoy, Terry Waite, and the negotiations to free the hostages. Now, not only don't we know where the hell he is, we don't even care anymore. Yeah, well, that's typical. I mean, things are on the front page for a little while, and then they disappear. I've written to Micah, whom, as you know, uh, voted for the Contra aid, I presume because he has a lot of Cubans uh, who vote for him, and they're very right-wing, and, uh, you know, try to explain things. Well, wait, wait a minute. Let me ask you, why would Dan Micah have a lot of Cubans in his constituency? Dan Micah is from, uh, his, his district is mostly in Palm Beach County. And a little bit of Broward. Well, I can't. I mean, that's the only reason I can possibly give for a Democrat uh, going along with this war. I mean, can you think of another reason? No. Uh, you know, I mean. No, I can't. But that's not the reason. But I can't think of a legitimate reason. What they're doing yeah. is, in in essence, they're killing innocent women and children. And well, but you're but you're forgetting the timing too, and you're forgetting the intimidation factor with Pat Buchanan and all the other right wingers who were saying that anybody who voted against aid to the Contras was a commie sympathizer and was aiding and abetting the communists. Don't you remember all that? Right, sure. And doesn't that make you think of the war between the Catholics and the Protestants? Well, I mean, you know, sir. I mean... So the point is, though, you're 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 beating a dead horse because the American public doesn't give a damn about that, and they don't care about the fact that we have millions of homeless, starving people right here in this country, and that we. We have an epidemic of AIDS, and we have massive ignorance, and you know nobody cares about the things that they ought to care about. And I can't sit here and force feed this audience, and nobody anywhere can sit and force feed. And because those, the people in the media, primarily we are prostitutes, we're in business to make a profit. We are going to give the public whatever we know will sell. Okay. So what sells right now then? What sells now is is foolishness and and uh, innuendo and sex. Sex is what sells in this country, sir. 
And do you see any change coming along? Yeah, I see it getting a lot worse before it gets any better. Everything's on sale this week at Subliminals. Yes, Subliminals is your place for value. All men's clothing is half off. Shirts, trousers, briefs, markdown 10%, 20%, even 30%. Only the finest quality. Whatever you want, whatever you need, we've got it. Subliminals, the only department store that really turns you on, but you'll never know why. That's America, folks. Zine America, as they say in China. That's it right there. We peddle everything with sex. We're obsessed with sex. I think most people in this country just aren't getting enough. That's the problem. Or else maybe because of the AIDS epidemic, we're so damn petrified of doing it now, all we want to do is read about it and see it. But I don't think so, because this has been going on for a long time. And it's not only America. The British are even worse. I mean, the British are just obsessed. Remember all that business about Prince Andrew? And how about Prince Charlie? He and Prince Andrew together. And who's the other one? Prince Princess Edward? We can't even keep track of all of them, of all the uh, British queens. It's unbelievable. It's just incredible what this world has degenerated into. And I do mean degenerated. It's insane. Anybody who could get excited about Gary Hart having sex with anybody, first of all, has got to really be desperate. Like Tom Fiedler and Jim McGee. Do you see Jim McGee? I mean, that guy is like a walking pimple. Really, he's got so much acne, if you squeezed his head, it would just disappear. He'd just have shoulders there. There'd be nothing left. Just got a giant zit on the top of his neck. It's an enormous black head. I shouldn't say that. Taffy's over at the mall. She'd get all upset. Okay, we have an open line in Broward, 764 764-0707. I mean, you talk about Nero fiddling while Rome is burning, man. That's what this whole country is up to right now. And the media can yank you people around by the nose. It's unbelievable. Miami, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes. You know, I haven't heard anybody mention anything about Gary Hart's wife. I personally don't care about Gary Hart, whether he did, whether he didn't, whether it's right, whether it's wrong. What about his children? Oh, wait just a minute. I want, I'll get, I want to get to that. I sat here the other night when she made her first appearance in her speech. Whether she was lying or not didn't make any difference to me. I just sat here and I said, you know, God, I expect this lady. You were talking about balls before. Now, this lady has them. Yeah, which and is pretty I, uh, interesting. Not too. only what she has gone through. But, my God, Neil, what is this woman going to go through in the future? Every day they're bringing up some little new thing. I don't care. You've got the guy. Leave him alone. Well, they're not satisfied with that. I mean, he, I know, you know they're not. The hair, I'll guarantee you. going for the juggler. I'll guarantee you tomorrow, which will make eight days since this thing started with the Herald, it'll still be on the front page. You mark my words. Oh, I, I know. Because tomorrow's the big sure Sunday paper. Thereafter, but, you know, I, I just can't get back to saying I was in absolute amazement when I sat and watched her. And I was watching her mouth and her eyes, I mean, composed, ladylike, and uh, I don't feel sorry for her. I, uh, I respect the hell out of her. Okay. All right, Neil. Thanks for calling. See, the Herald doesn't care. And most of the people in the print media don't care. And that's why I keep going back to that ridiculous Herald editorial about the FCC ruling. 
And now Tanner calls and tells us that Jim McKinney's running around, you know, playing Mr. Macho and threatening everybody. And if we put a warning in your file, you're in big trouble. And the first warning could be the last one, you know, and all this other garbage. The great intimidator up there now. But see, unfortunately, the press, the print media, they have nobody they have to answer to. They can do any damn thing they want. Unbelievable. So it's very easy for the Herald to say, oh, yes, we support this, and this is great, and let's get the smut off the radio and all the sexual innuendo, and let's help to determine the guidelines for good taste. And then they smear the front page day after day after day with nothing but sexual innuendo. That's what the whole thing has been, has been innuendo. And, you know, they're destroying the guy's political career, which he has to take a lot of the blame for. But as this lady points out, destroying his family, destroying every everybody around him. But don't confuse the people at the Herald with that. And I, again, for the umpteenth time, mentioned that episode about ten years ago when they put that horrible story in the local section, in the date section of the Herald, exposing all of those Johns that were rounded up on Biscayne Boulevard with the decoy prostitutes with their names and their addresses. We have one who was assistant principal and one was a bank vice president, and it, w- it was just pathetic. Just pathetic. And to talk to the wife of one of those guys on the phone, as I did that afternoon, and listen to her crying on the phone, wondering if her husband would ever show up again. And then, of course, some of you wonderful, compassionate people in the audience would say, Oh, well, uh, you know, it's his own fault. If he didn't do it, he wouldn't have gotten caught. You know, again, these terrible crimes of humanity. Somebody who's, you know, whatever the... We don't even know what the circumstances are. Somebody wants to go out and get laid. Right away, everybody's going to have a nervous breakdown. Although, of course, everybody at the same time wants to read about it and get all the details. You know, how can it be so bad if everybody wants to know the details? That's the thing that I don't understand. Why does everybody buy the Inquirer and the Tatler and the Star and read about how all these movie stars are sleeping with everybody, you know, allegedly from one week to the next with a different bedmate? And if it's so terrible and so grotesque and so disgusting, what the hell do we want to read about it for? And the reason is, the reason most people want to read about it is because it's a tremendous turn-on to them. They're getting vicarious thrills from reading about what other people are doing. Unbelievable. 27 before 1 at WINZ. There's an open line in date. I can't believe it. 624-0191. And let's go to Kendall. Hello. Hello. How you doing? Okay. Uh, I got a new diet for you. The new heart diet. You eat rice three times a day. Yeah, we've heard that, sir. Okay. Thank pork, you. pork fried rice. Very old. Hi, Aaliyah. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yeah. Listen, you know, I agree with everything. I canceled my subscription to the Herald. Not so much for the heart, but for that thing about the prostitutes and the Johns. I mean, the presidential thing, that's debatable. Maybe, maybe they should, maybe they shouldn't. But why don't they leave regular people alone? They ought to just leave regular people alone. Yeah, okay, sir. Regular people. How about irregular people? People who have a BM once every six weeks. Should they leave them alone? Or should we put the uh, tidy bowl police at the bottom of the bowl? Little miniature Tom Fiedler in a yellow raincoat with scuba gear on at the bottom of the bowl. Well, I'm looking up now. I got my little binoculars. There's nothing coming out. Whoop! Surprise, Tom. Surprise. 26 before 1 at WINC. We have an open line again in Dade County, or is it two of them? I don't know. Dade is just, uh, they're going into a coma, but that's been nothing new. There's nobody who speaks English left in Dade anyway. Buenas tardes. 624-0191 is our number in date. Let's do another, uh, oh, wait a minute. we got to keep going back every break to the, in other words, we got to do the break when they're ready? Well, screw them. You know what I'm saying? 
We don't do it that way on this show. In other words, if they're not on the line, well, let's do the other part of the break, and if they're ready when we come back, fine. If not, uh, adios. Okay, it's uh, 1236 at WYNZ. Do I have uh, somebody from the Diplomat Mall on the line here or not? Oh, we have Ernie on the line. He finally got out from that pile of women. The only reason I had the pile of women, when everyone asked who I was, I said, I am Neil Rogers, and you should have seen the mob. Everybody wanted to take a picture with Neil Rogers. So it is ab- you ought to see all the people down here. It's absolutely incredible. Young, vivacious, beautiful people with pretty clothes and everyone holding a flower. So come on on down to the Diplomat Mall. Have your picture taken. Taffy McCallum will be here soon. Von Harrison's hanging around. We're having a great time. Come on by and say hello. Okay, thanks a lot, Ernie. 23 before 1 at WYNZ. Let's uh, take another call now. Let's uh, take a call from Coral Springs, okay? How you doing? Hello. Hi, Neil. Yes. Uh, I enjoyed the Donna Rice song, man. It was real good. Yeah, it was pretty good. You go out and buy it? Uh, could you play that again for me? And after that, could you play the Vatican right, please? Oh, wait a minute. Is this uh, the request line? That's incredible. Huh? <laughs> you want two of them. Oh. Two for the price of none. <laughs> you going to do that for me? Am I going to do what for you? You going to play that number well, for How me? about if we play the Vatican rag first? Would that be okay? Okay, that's fine. Thank you. Okay. Thanks so much for your call. Thank you. Have a wonderful weekend. You too now. And Take a great care. and a great life. First you get down on your knees, fiddle with your rosaries, bow your head with great respect and genuflect, genuflect, genuflect. Do whatever steps you want if you have cleared them with the pontiff. Everybody say his own Kyrie liaison, doing the Vatican right. Professional, step into that small confessional. They're the guy who's got religion. I'll tell you if your sin's original. If it is, try playing it safer. Drink the wine and chew the wafer. Two, four, six, eight. Time to transubstantiate. So get down upon your knees. Fiddle with your rosaries. Bow your head with great respect and genuflect, genuflect, genuflect. Make a cross on your abdomen. When in Rome, do like a Roman. Ave Maria. Gee, it's good to see you. Getting ecstatic and sort of dramatic and doing the Vatican right. Okay, now do you think that that would be patently offensive to a reasonable person? Like, uh, say, Monsignor Brian Walsh. I don't know if we should play heart to heart again right now, if we should save that. No? Save it for later in the hour. Because uh, we don't want to overdo a good thing. We have an open line in each county now. Can't imagine why, because uh, we've just been devastating the South. Well, no, we've been devastated by the South Florida audience this morning. In Dade, 6240191. And in Broward, 7640707. North Miami Beach, hello. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes. Good afternoon. You know, I watch. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes. I'm a driver from Fort Myers. I work for Hertz. And I drive up here two or three times a week, and I've been listening to your program since the first of the year. Yeah, well, just remember, sir, it only hurts for a little while. I know it does, but I'm sure glad to see you take your stand on this heart and that that old fire. 
I'll tell you that. I'm going to try to get our disc jockeys back there to get on the ball about some of that stuff. And uh, I just wanted to tell you, I appreciate your program, and every time I come up here two or three times a week, I listen to you. Okay, thanks a lot. Okay, sir. You take care now. Yes, sir. Bye-bye. 16 before 1 at WINZ. We have an open line in Dade, 624-0191, Lauderdale Lakes. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yep. A first-time caller. I'm going to be 70 years old pretty soon, but the reason I enjoy your show and can sympathize with the philosophy that you espouse is that I think I have a sense of humor. And if the people that uh, do listen would only let that sense of humor that they were born with come to the fore, they would understand some of what you're trying to say. I agree heartily with you that the average citizen is stupid and apathetic and his own worst enemy. Otherwise, everybody would be behind you and trying to help you stop the uh, SEC from their attempt to abridge our rights. Yeah, well, the problem is most people in America only deal in personalities. They can't understand issues because they're too stupid, so they think everything's a personality contest. So there are a lot of people, well, we'll get even with him, we'll show him a thing or two, and all of this other foolishness, and in the meantime, it's their rights that are slowly but surely being taken away from them. They're giving their rights away by not taking a stand and doing what you're doing. I did it years ago, and I was successful, only because the idiots that I was opposing thought I was stronger than I was. The people themselves are very strong if they would only take some action, but they're they're dumb. Yeah, they're psychological wimps. It's 14 before 1. It wins. We have an open line in each county. What are we going to do? Do this till 2 o'clock again? Getting real nervous about the rest of this show today. Yeah, getting real nervous. They're all on, on their way to Gulfstream. In Dade, 624-0191. 624-0191. We going too fast? Oh, I'm sorry. Six, two, four. Oi, one, nine, one. Hello. 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 Am I on? Yes. I am. Yep. All right. You sound so tired. It's a first time caller. Okay, I'll take a little nap. You when you were on nights. Yes. And my radio goes for you every morning. Listen, I want to know, what about all those actresses that are having babies with different people? Yeah. No fathers. What about Nancy Davis, who was pregnant four months before she got married to Ronnie? More than that. I mean, who cared about that? But I didn't notice the Herald splashing that all over the front of the paper. no, no, they can't do that. And what's the matter with that actress? I can't think of her name offhand. This little shrimp actor, uh, he's going to, she's carrying his baby. All these actresses are having... Oh, yeah, Larry King. Take Cher, take Goldie Hawn. He's carrying Angie Dickinson's baby. Three different men, and they put out a movie, and they coin money. People kill themselves in line to watch them. We sure are going to hell. Isn't that incredible? It is. I mean, what about you hypocrites? Here the FCC is worried about a few words on a radio, and you turn on television, and everybody's in a sack on Dynasty and Knott's Landing, and uh, every one of those shows, the Colby's, Falcon Crest, Dallas, that's all America, every soap opera, that's all America wants to see is a bunch of young people uh, frolicking around in bed with each other, and in the meantime, you know, we're such hypocrites, and if Gary Hart gets caught with his pants down, let's destroy his whole family and smear it all over the front of the newspaper. And they do nothing about it. 
Can't you do nothing about it? Well, we're, you know, all we can do is cancel our subscription. That's what I did, and that's what a lot of other people did. Bought their paper. Buy a real, real make-believe newspaper like the New York Times. What a disaster. First day I get it. Whole front page, Gary Hart, and then the lead editorial again in the Times today, under the moral microscope, and they wimp out again. Wimp out again. Just like I told you, when Reverend Moon got nailed by the IRS, all of those religious fakers who had been condemning him as a cultist, all of a sudden they all fell in love with him. All came to Washington to testify in defense of him because they were all petrified that they were going to be next. And so you know how they all close ranks, boy, when one of their own is under fire like the Herald is now. All of these brilliant journalists, the Washington Post and the New York Times and all these other fakers, oh, yes, this is great journalism and part of our responsibility and the public's right to know. The public's right to know all the smut that we can tell them. That's the bottom line. All the innuendo, all the smear tactics that we can come up with. Let's have a front-page article about Reagan's son on the uh, Herald tomorrow. How's that? On the ballet dancer? Let's hear a little bit about that marriage of convenience. Or is it inconvenience? I guess it depends on who's looking at it, right? Let's hear a little more about the president and Ronnie Jr., Wonder how close they've been all these years. The other son doesn't want anything to do with him, right? Great family man we've got up there. How long was it before he saw his grandchild? Grandchild was 30 years old. He hadn't met him yet. Great family man. Here's another great family man, Ron Harrison. <laughs> of Carriage Hills. time of year when everyone's a wee bit Irish. Say, Colleen, would you be wanting to come over to my place to help me uh, wax my shillelagh? Oh, now that I would, Matty Patrick, if you be wearing the green. I know, there's a smart lassie. She's making sure her laddie's wearing the Kelly Green protection of leprechauns. Don't be wishing on a four-leaf clover or falling for the gift of gab. Especially if you're planning on kissing some blarney stones or <laughs> what have you. Be doubling your protection with leprechauns. They're strong enough for a man. But I like them too. So, catch yourself a leprechaun and you won't be catching anything else. Won't you be my daughter, Rice? Take me off to paradise I'm willing to pay the price for loving you You and me in happy times Let them read between the lines Gossip or suspicious minds Won't keep me from you It's easy to say we shouldn't be here in this place there's rules that govern everything we do I should know better, but you're such a pretty face And I just can't get enough of you Won't you be my daughter, Rice? Take me off to paradise I'm willing to pay the price for love
Julia Child this afternoon exclusively on wins with her latest Chinese recipe, the pork and the rice. 5 p.m. straight up on wins. Okay, give it about a seven and a half. Let's go to a Fort Myers. Hello. Fort Myers. What a bunch of cheapskates over there. Do you believe that? Made him wait. That record's a shorty to top it all off. Hey, listen, we don't need you folks in the Fort Myers. You know what I'm saying? You fakers. Oh, everybody over here in Fort Myers and Naples, we all listen. It's great. Everybody over here. Yeah, we haven't got, you know, the amount of mail we've gotten from over there. On our So Far campaign, you could put in a thimble and have room for the Chinese army left over. That's the kind of response we get from those brain-dead people on the West Coast. It's about time we stopped insulting the people in Dayton Broward. They're the only ones who are even close to living. Not quite, but close at least. On the West Coast, they've been brain-dead for 20 years over there. Talking about stir-fried rice. We have an open line in Dade County, 624-0191. 6240191. She's going to be our ambassador to China, by the way. Did you know that, Donna Rice? She is. That's according to uh, Prime Minister Dung. We can't say that anymore on the air either, can we? Okay, Arlene Ross is standing by. She's had enough of all of this. She wants to get serious and stop with all of this foolishness and the innuendo and all of this macabre business that goes on in this show. She wants to bring back a degree of respectability to WINZ, like the good old days when Dave Ryder was here before he made all that money, when we were really boring, round the clock. Even when they had the dead air, you could always be sure the teletype would be in the background. Remember when Gordon Shaw used to read the news? Huh? Teletype. Just teletype. Hours at a time. Just turn it on. All you'd hear was teletype. Anyway, Arlene is here with the headlines. World News from CBS at 1 o'clock, 106. We might come back for hour number four.